welcome to another episode of the Wednesday Poll List. My name is Lex, and each week, me and my buddy Murph are going to get together and talk about something nerdy. Let's jump right in. I am uh, Lex, and if you can't tell by now, it's going to be a solo round. I think this is like the third week in a row, maybe four. I don't know. Murph had every intention on being here, but he's stuck in a terrible storm. And I don't mean to sound facetious or anything. He's actually, they're actually in a storm, not in the middle of a storm. They're at home, but they lost power. And I honestly hope him and his family are, are all right. Not that he listens to this to even hear my concern, but uh, it's out there on the internet. So there is proof. But what's going on, y'all? I hope you guys are having a great week since the last time we've talked. I apologize for last week's episode. Uh, it dropped at a random day. I don't know what happened. Just got to it late, and uh, it was bad. So if you were looking for it last week, and you're hearing this, and you're like, man, you didn't record last week. Well, it's there. You just have to go back and find it. Sorry. But we're back on schedule. I mean, kind of. Murph isn't here again. Um, but I, I have planned some guest host for uh, further down the road. Just in case, not saying, you know, Murph's not going anywhere. It's still Murph and I's show. But just in case, uh, he has other things to do. Because honestly, guys, Murph is a, you know, he lives in the real world. He has real world stuff going on. I live in the fantasy world of comic books and video games. So it's more sad that I can be here every week nonstop and talk to you guys on the internet all day about make-believe characters. Yeah, let that sink in. Take that, Lex. But Murph has a real, you know, he has a real life. Not that I don't. I mean, I have stuff going on. But, uh, yeah. So if he can't come, then I have some guests. I have a buddy that... And it's going to be... I'm going to let it be, like, the guest choice. So I have a buddy that I was talking to today. He's really into basketball. And I said, you know, it's really not a sports podcast. But let me think about it. Let me think about how we can kind of incorporate your interest and my interest. And I stumbled upon this old old space jam comic book i had from back in the day and i said hey man guess what i have this old book let me look up some facts about it we can talk about that we can talk about space jam number one we can talk about a little bit of real life basketball sprinkle that in there and then we can spec speculate on (laughs) the (laughs) space jam 2 sequel not the sequel coming out with lebron james so that'll be a fun episode don't know when that's coming out or when that's even dropping I got two buddies that are really into wrestling. I used to be a huge fan of wrestling, like everyone, in the 90s. So they're going to get on here with me. We're going to talk about the glory days of wrestling. Um, I got my buddy Simon. I got my buddy Pat. We're going to get on here and we're talking about some anime. You know, I'm a huge anime fan. I got another another host. I got to get Tyler back on there. If you guys remember him, he was on the first season. We talked about TV shows. I kind of got an idea about that. I need to get with him. So I'm volunteering him. I haven't even talked to him about it. I got, yeah, just got some guest hosts. And these aren't going to be back to back. They're going to be sprinkled in uh, whenever Murph can't make it. They're just going to be kind of fillers. Just And if you want to be a guest host, if you're on, if you're a listener, man, hit me up. You know? Leave a message. I think I have some messages, but I'm, I've been waiting on Merv to be here to answer. I didn't want to answer any questions without both the host on here. So, yeah, 
It's not just going to be me. I'm going to keep the solo rounds to a minimum, guys. I'm sorry. I'm talking your ears off about nothing. Ugh. But yeah, we've got some great stuff coming up. You know, and I'd rather Murph rest right now because we have big plans for 2020. Lots and lots of big plans. So, yeah, I'd rather him rest up, get his head right for the rest of the year. Not saying I would like him to take off the rest of the year. I would like to have him back in here so we can get back on schedule. I don't know. We'll, we'll talk to him. Speaking of schedule, we were supposed to do the fight episode this week. This week was going to be going back and forth about the full, you know, because we do Friday night fights every Friday over on Instagram. And we were supposed to talk about that, all the fights, kind of go over what the fans thought, what we thought, who would win. Well, it's also Halloween, guys. And you know, we love, you know, but when we were first doing the podcast and first trying to get everything going, we would do we, every holiday that we could do. We would do a holiday episode. We would do Father's Day. We would do everything. Mother's Day, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, all that stuff. So we talked and we were like, hey, man, let's just do a Halloween episode. So we got together last year. We did our top five Halloween movies. This year we were going to go over top five, you know, kind of spooky, creepy TV shows. A lot of mine ended up being comedies. I obviously don't like scary shows. And then we were going to take a stroll down memory lane and go over and, and pick out our favorite Goosebumps book. Everybody read Goosebumps. Let's be honest. If you didn't read Goosebumps as a kid, you probably don't know how to read very well right now. R.L. Stein did two things very good. He made me terrified of the dark and he taught me how to read. That's just, that's those are just facts. And again, if you didn't, read Goosebumps, you probably don't know how to read very well. And that's okay, too. <laughs> Here I am harping on people that don't know how to read. What a jerk. This episode's going to be kind of split, though, because I, I do have, not news, I want to talk about uh, HBO for a little bit. They had a bunch of announcements today, and I want to kind of recap them, mainly for myself, but maybe you guys would be interested in it. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to talk about a little bit, little bit. I want to do comic book news on every episode since this is a comic book podcast and I've been connecting with the comic book community so much. So we're going to talk about a comic book that's starting tomorrow and one that's ending tomorrow or Wednesday. Sorry, at the time of recording this. And uh, yeah, that's all we're going to do. I'm sorry for the extremely long intro. I usually like to keep those about like 30 seconds. Sorry. Um, yeah, this episode, as I always say, isn't going to be very long at all, especially because I don't have Murph's top five or anything. I'm just going to kind of go off on my own. And, uh, yeah, so let's jump right in. Let's talk a little bit about comics and then we're going to talk about HBO and what they got going on. I promise we're going to get to some Halloween stuff some somewhere down the line. So just hang out, enjoy the ride, and uh, let's jump right in. Alright, so the chilling tale of the Undead Avengers will unfold once more now that the return of Marvel Zombies has been teased by the comic book publisher. Now, I don't know what form, for how long, everything like that to me is a total mystery. I saw that they released the um, the teaser whenever it came out a month or two ago and then I just saw it pop up on my books that are coming up this week, or yeah, this Wednesday. So I don't, again, I don't even know who's illustrating it or writing it. 
So if you know, hit me up. Let me. Well, you know what? No, I'm going to see it tomorrow. I don't need you to hit me up. Don't talk to me. Leave me alone. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I was a fan of Marvel Zombies when it first came out. I got them all, all the way up until I think Marvel Zombies 3. And then I kind of tapered off of it a little bit. It got crazy. The original Marvel Zombies series, I don't know why I said that so weird, was written by Robert Kirkman, who recently ended his Walking Dead comic. It's a kind of recently. Surprised a lot of people because it just happened. They were just like, hey, guess what? Next issue is the last issue. Sorry. And Sean Phillips, beginning with a, with single infections, as in most zombie horror films. But when the speedster Quicksilver was bitten and felt the sudden urge to feed on flesh, the infection had spread across the earth in mere seconds. So, I don't know. Again, I don't know who is on it. I don't know who's doing it. I don't really know much about the story. All I know is the tagline says, The dead will walk again. So, we'll see. It's obviously in uh, response to DC's current deceased book. It was a lot to say which subsequently is ending this week with issue 6. Deceased is a miniseries spanning the DC universe where Cyborg's body is used as a carrier for a technological virus version of the anti-life equation that turns the population into zombie-like creatures. I said that all with one breath. Breath. (laughs) Breath. (laughs) And uh, it wasn't easy. First take. As you know, these solo episodes are uncut one take that's it if i mess up i mess up who cares you're here you're with me you're taking this journey so dc uh yeah deceased ends this week marvel planned it out i guess that they were gonna do they said hey we are the guys that do zombies we're coming in hot we're letting you know that we are running this game we've already had multiple volumes of it dc you know honestly dc came in really really well though a lot of people think you know it's zombie fatigue zombies are everywhere they're in video games they're in movies it's overdone but honestly i think deceased is very well received when i first saw the solicitation solicitation for it i was like oh god this is like marvel zombies i don't want to read this dc does a you know a weaker version of it but man after reading that first issue i was in reading that second every issue i was in and then after this last issue, issue five, it was so intense that I don't know what to expect tomorrow or today, whenever you listen to this Wednesday, I'm excited for it. I'm also excited to see what Marvel is going to do with it. I feel like in this one, in this round, Marvel's going to be the one that has a watered down version of it because they rush to compete, which is always a mistake. It's always a mistake. If you've read Marvel zombies or if you read DC deceased hit me up let me know what you think let me know how they compare in your eyes and i think they're good if you're gonna read them pick them up let me know what you think that's you know that's all we have for comic book talk i just wanted to talk about that because they're both creepy it's zombies halloween episode you know maybe i'll try to put some spooky music underneath you know me talking yeah halloween episode Talking about Marvel and DC, DC's coming out with some heat. Marvel, you know, Disney Plus is coming out in two weeks. And they've dropped a lot of uh, information, a lot of movies, a lot of things coming out Marvel-wise within the next two, three years. Everybody's been excited about it, but Disney came out today with uh, the help of HBO and let us know that, hey man, don't count us out yet. 
So I'm going to dive into that now. Sprinkling in some game news just to say I did. PlayStation has announced that they are shutting down its live TV service, PlayStation View, in January 2020. Now, they said it's because it's becoming extremely competitive in the TV streaming business, which it really is. PlayStation wouldn't be able to hang their hat with all these big things coming out. You know, Apple TV Plus, whatever it's called, is making a real push for people. Um, Who else? HBO Max, which we'll talk about right now. Disney Plus. Netflix is still going to be contender. Hulu's in there. I mean... You got some real contenders in these in these networks. So, yeah, they said they're going to focus on games, which they really should. It drives me excited, especially because they have the PS5 coming out next year. It's time for them to buckle down and do what they do best and uh, come out with some great content for video games. Because that's what we need. We don't need more TV. We'll already... And, like, you know, we'll have Disney Plus on there. Eventually, we'll have DC Universe. We have HBO on there. Like, we honestly don't need PlayStation View. It just doesn't make sense. It's a smart move for them. I'm glad they're doing it. I forgot about Amazon Prime. How could I do that? I don't know. I'm excited to see what they come out with on all these streaming services, but I don't think that PlayStation View... I don't even know what PlayStation View was. Was it just like an option? I think it was like a cable option wrapped up as a PlayStation streaming service gross there's no way that would have worked that's a nice segue into what i wanted to talk about for a little bit and we're going to dive into it but uh it's warner media had a kind of announcement uh event or hbo max whatever it was event today uh warner media has revealed a may 2020 release window and a 1499 price point for its streaming service hbo max HBO Max will attempt to compete with the likes of Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, and the newest you know, heavy hitter, Disney+. Plus. As I mentioned before, these, are, these aren't these are light, you know, uh, streaming services. And I'm not going to lie, if, they're come, if any of these guys that I'm about to talk about are going to come for me because of a podcast that has, you know, between 50 and 100 listeners, bring it on. But I have Netflix, obviously, through my parents, like most sad 30-year-olds. Hulu through probably, you know, a sister or something. And uh, we have Amazon Prime just because, you know, we we have Prime. You can't, I'm not a Neanderthal. I have to have my packages the next day or I will lose it. (laughs) I'm obviously joking, folks. And what else do we have? Okay, I have DC Universe, but that's a different thing. Okay, DC Universe, I'm going to get Disney Plus. Those are things that... In DC Universe, and the same thing with Disney Plus, is something that you can pay all at once. For me, it's a lot easier just to drop. I'm not, okay, we're not making stacks on stacks on stacks from the podcast. I'm not doing, I'm not recording these with a top hat or a monocle or swimming in gold coins like Scrooge McDuck, but it's, I can do it. I can just press pay $75, it's out of there. Don't even thinking about it. Same thing with just like the PlayStation monthly service or the PlayStation Plus. You just pay it once. You don't think about it for another year. That's easy for me. 
did that with Disney, with DC Universe. I'm gonna do that with uh, Disney Plus. DC Universe has a huge catalog of comic books, and we'll maybe talk about that in a second. But yeah, it's gonna be. I don't know. I have HBO now, right now, because we don't have cable. Um, but I I I stand by the HBO shows. Like that's why I actually pay for that one. It's good content. They don't leave me hanging. I like their movies. I like their shows. I like their documentaries. I like their sports content. I mean, I'm a, I'm a serious fan. So if you can't tell, I'm planning on getting HBO Max. And if you're not convinced, let's talk after we go over everything they announced today. Warner Media's decision to use its already established HBO branding could help attract new subscribers who are familiar with the premium network's prestigious history. Now, maybe this is the episode that Tyler and I can talk about because I know he's watched a lot of these shows. I'm currently watching some of them. I've watched a lot of them. But some of that prestigious history I'm talking about is shows like The Wire, The Sopranos, The Game of Game of Thrones, Too Soon, Don't Talk About the Last Season, Band of Brothers, great show. And perhaps even more importantly, HBO Max will be the only place you can watch. Now, this is not for me. This is, but this apparently is for some people that I, I, I'm not a fan of the show at all. My wife is, so we're a house divided. But it's the the only place you can watch all 236 episodes of Friends after Netflix recently paid 100 million dollars to remain to maintain the rights for just one more year. Plus, HBO Max is going to be able to stream every season of South Park, which I think they paid a crazy amount of money for. Apart from those iconic comedies, viewers will also be able to stream shows and movies from Warner's impressive collection of properties. I'm talking CW, Cartoon Network, Adult Swim, TNT, and of course, HBO. Along with all the new movies, like Joker will be out there, I think will be on there first. HBO will also be developing new original series of its own, including, and we'll talk about more of this in a second, a live-action Greg Berlanti, Berlanti, it's got to be Berlanti, produced Green Lantern series, which is huge. We're going to go through all these projects that they got, that they announced. Some of them, honestly, I'm, I'm in, you know, like I was already in because I have all the HBO, it's the HBO shows. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to replace at, at $14. I think it's $12 now. So I think they're going to replace HBO now with HBO Max. I don't really see them keeping two services and just be a $2 price difference or a dollar price difference. But I I don't know why. I mean, why not? I guess. So we're going to go down this list of everything they announced. Bear with me, folks. I haven't even seen a lot of these things. Um, So we'll see if I can get my computer to act right. Um, So, yeah. As if you saw the news this week, if you keep up with any Game of Thrones news, you you found out that HBO opted not to move forward with its first Game of Thrones prequel series set 5,000 years before the events of the series. You know, it, in the middle of the last season, they announced that they were going to do five prequel series, and they announced this, the first one was going to be this, what I'm talking about. 5,000 years, Naomi Watts was cast, they started dropping all these cast names. But apparently it's dead. They're not doing it anymore. Uh, instead, it's given a straight-to-series order for this show called House of the Dragon, 
set 300 years in the past, uh, the series was going to explore the downfall of House Targaryen, which seems way more interesting to me. Um, yeah, it's going to debut on HBO and HBO Max. So I'm, I'm really, I'm really, really excited about this show. 5,000 years was way too you know, early for me. This show at least connects to the, the, the main show. So it's good. The Arrowverse overseer Greg Berlanti, Berlanti, forgive me, is bringing a DC icon to HBO Max as he executive produces a Green Lantern series. Warner Media is currently referring to the show only as a Green Lantern inspired series, and it's unknown if it'll have any connections to the Arrowverse and or the DC Universe shows like Titans. I don't want to get into this now. I will wait for Murph for this episode because I feel like it's a missed opportunity if they don't find a way to connect at all. That's all I'm going to say. Let's move on. They have at least two other new DC Comics projects in the works. Greg Berlanti, Berlanti, however you say it. It's also executive producing Strange Adventures. It's an anthology series set in the DCU that will explore close-ended morality tales about the intersecting lives of morals... Uh, morals, mortals, and superhumans. So that's pretty cool. And uh, Elizabeth Banks is executive producing a DC superhero high show. It's a half hour comedy about a group of teens at a boarding school who are destined to one day join the ranks of the DC's elite heroes. All oh, that sounds great. I'm in. I'm already signing up. You already got me over. You got some some shows as well as the shows that are already out. I'm sure they're going to have more HBO shows coming out, you know, not just the ones that they're announcing. Um, in addition in addition to these new DC shows, HBO Max will serve as a second home for Doom Patrol, which if you know me, it's my favorite show. It's the really the only reason that I have DC Universe minus the big um, catalog of comics. So, again, I'm in. The second season of the DC Universe series will debut simultaneously on that service and HBO Max in 2020. Uh, I don't know. It's un- it's unknown whether the DCU shows like Titans will follow suit. And it also remains to be seen if the two services will even continue to coexist. That's one thing that I am worried about. That HBO Max will take off so well with these DC shows that they're just going to cancel DC Universe altogether. My thoughts and my, my idea for it is they should make it a subcategory of HBO Max keep the comics and all that stuff going on the app just make it a, a subsection where they can keep all their DC stuff su- stuff instead of just axing the whole thing all together because I've really grown to like it you know Titans is kind of goofy and, and you know you kind of expect that but it's good enough it's a step up from the CW shows which I still enjoy Young Justice so glad to have that back. It got renewed for season four. I would hate to see that go away. I just, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. We'll talk about it in another episode. Uh, HBO Max will also be the exclusive streaming home for a string of new shows produced by Warner Brothers TV. Uh, starting, in, or they have all the new shows like Batwoman and uh, Kate Keen is a new show tied to Riverdale. Yeah. We'll see. A massive lineup of existing DC movies will also be available on HBO Max, including every Batman and Superman movie from the last 40 years, 
Joaquin Phoenix's Joker movie will also be available as soon as it launches. So this, you know, they were supposed to do that for DC Universe as well. So it's, all this stuff is making me seem like it ain't going to be a service very much longer. But I'm okay with it if they find a way to keep the comics catalog available for the same price. I don't know. Yeah, Warner Media, as I mentioned before, is heading down to South Park. The long-running animated sitcom uh, was the source of an expensive bidding war. I think they paid upwards of $500 million for exclusive streaming rights, which is nuts. But all current seasons of the series will be available at launch, and new episodes will debut on HBO Max 24 hours after they air on Comedy Central, which to me is huge. I, I haven't watched South Park in years. I know it's still funny. It's, you know, some people send me clips all the time. But man, that's big. They're really, that's, that's a lot of money, man. That's a lot of money. Rick and Morty will also be making its way to HBO Max. The first three seasons of the series will be available at launch with new episodes to follow. I think it's an unspecified amount, but I'm sure it will be very soon. Maybe not 24 hours, but probably really soon. Uh, There's a new show by Issa Rae that was from the show Insecure, which I really liked on HBO. I don't even have the title of that show, but uh, I'm sure it'll be good. I liked Insecure a lot. College Girls will be a new half-hour single-cam comedy series from Mindy Kaling the, from The Office. So that I'm sure that's going to be good. Who Framed Roger Rabbit uh, is the guy, Rob, director Robert Zemeckis, is developing a new series that melds live action and animation. This half-hour comedy series follows a protagonist named Mike who starts seeing hallucinations. Hallucinations. <laughs> Oh my god, hallucinations of the icon- of iconic cartoon characters. Those hallucinations will help guide Mike through a difficult period of his life. Uh, yeah, they're saying it's going to be Roger Rabbit. That's really, really cool. I love that movie, and uh, I'm excited to see some new content about it. Looney Tunes cartoons. Looney Tunes uh, are going to have plenty... Looney Tunes fanatics are going to have plenty of reasons to subscribe to HBO Max. Not only will the service feature a library of classic Looney Tunes and Merry Melody shorts ranging from 1930s to 1969, it'll also be home to the new series called Looney Tunes Cartoons, which they're going to be like, you know, most of the cartoons now are like 11 to 15 minutes shorts instead of 30 minute episodes like when we were kid, when I was a kid. But it's a new Looney Tunes show. You can never go wrong with that. Easy sell. Many of the Hanna-Barbera favorites are returning for a new animated series called Jellystone. It's going to have all the old people. Yogi Bear, Boo Boo, Augie Doggy, Yankee Doodle, Jabberjaw, Topcat, Captain Caveman. I mean, just my old favorites. I'm excited about this show. But I'm a cartoon you know, fan, so if you're not a cartoon fan, you probably don't care about this. Which is okay, too. Um... One of my favorite shows of all time, my, one of my best friends, uh, Germ, we love this show. We talk about it all the time back in the day, uh, and it ended. Adventure Time, it ended not too long ago. Very sad, but it was good that it ended. It was a long show. Well, come to find out, they're going to have four new hour-long Adventure Time specials coming to HBO, HBO Max. And the first two are premiering in 2020. The series of specials is called Adventure Time Distance, Distant Lands. 
and it will dive back into the world of the Cartoon Network series uh, that concluded September 2018. So not so recently. I'm excited about it, man. I love that show. It was beautifully written. Very random and weird, but it's it had an underlying story that you just you had to dig deep and to, to get it. And it was just it was just a good watch. Um, let's see what else do we got? A lot of a lot of cartoons, which is cool because uh like I said, it if I can play it for my kids and my wife can have something on there, then it's it's decent money spent. Um HBO Max will play home to over 100 unscripted comedy specials. Jeez. There's going to be a series of stand-up specials uh, from talk host, from talk show host Conan O'Brien. I love Conan O'Brien, so if he's on there, it's got to be something good. Man, there's a lot of stuff, man. I, I can't even... I don't know. Okay, so I'm not even going to dive deep into this list. Uh, it's a long list. I could talk for, it for I could talk about it for another 30 minutes. What I'm going to do is I'm going to post it on Twitter. Hit me up on there if you guys want to talk about it. Look on there and see if you can find some of your favorite shows that you... Not favorite shows, I guess. If they're new, you haven't seen them yet. Maybe some of your favorite old shows and maybe something that interests you now. I can tell you one show that I am excited about. It's Boondocks. As of recording this, I recently, like just now, found out that John Witherspoon passed away. He was the voice of the granddad on the boondocks, which is coming back for HBO Max. John Witherspoon was hilarious, and we are sad to hear that news. So uh, that's a bummer. But I am excited about Boondocks coming back, and that's even, you know, the nail in the coffin for me getting HBO Max. So you heard it here first. I'm definitely getting it. But you guys probably weren't surprised because I try them all out at least once. Um, but yeah, this is a Halloween episode. Like I said, let's let's actually do that. We did like 20 minutes uh, talking about HBO Max, a little bit of comic book talk. There's no real spookiness. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to talk about, and this is going to be quick, so we're going to do a long-ass HBO talk in five-minute talk about uh some tv shows it would have been longer if murph was here and we went back and forth because i know his shows are way different than mine because i I don't really like scary stuff he's more of the scary uh consumer halloween's more of his thing so i wish he was here uh i'm more of comedy if you know anything about me i watch a lot of cartoons so there it is uh, but I do have five kind of spooky, kind of creepy, not really spooky shows. So let's dive right in. My first show that I wanted to mention, I'm just going to rapid fire these off, is a show called Castle Rock. Castle Rock was made by, who was it made by? I don't remember. But the first season of Castle Rock is a tale about Henry Deaver, a man who was called back to his small town that he grew up in. In order, to deal, in order to deal with an unexplained new arrival found in the depths of Shawshank Penitentiary. This show is so good to me because I'm a Stephen King fan. And it interconnects. You know, there's always been talk that his stories are all in a connected universe. Well, this show does that very loosely. It has a lot of Easter eggs in it. 
not it's not over the top connections so if you're going there to see all these things intermingle in, intermingle like a marvel movie it's not going to happen very very subtle connections and i love that about it and as Deaver, unra- as Deaver unravels the mystery surrounding this kid, he also peels back the bandages and kind of those hidden scars that has to deal with his family and friends while having to deal with this festering evil that's around the whole town. That's like a Stephen King book. Season one had, had such amazing actors in it. Uh, Bill Skarsgård was in it. Andre Holland. Uh, Sissy Spacek, she's always in Stephen King movies. And the storytelling and the writing were just award-winning, I think. It's a, it's a compelling show. It's expected to be an anthology series, but I bet a lot of the characters are going to be recurring for season two, which just started. I haven't started it yet. And, but as long as it has you know some of those Easter eggs and connections, I'm in. So I'm looking forward to watching that. I'll probably start it this weekend. Uh, second on my list is a show called Penny Dreadful. Think about Extraordinary Gentlemen. If you ever saw that League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, if you ever saw that or read the comic book, great concept. This is a little, it's a little different. You know, um, John Logan made this one. I do know this, this, this creator is it's the three seasons Showtime series takes the Hallmark characters, those classic monster characters, Dorian Gray, the Wolfman, uh, who else is on there? Dr. Frankenstein and his monster and his wife, uh, Dracula, the whole lot of just those old characters. And it reimagines their intertwined relationships in Victorian England. It's, I mean, it's great. So the, uh, John Logan pays respect to these, these characters. They're old literary characters that, may have you know developed kind of a mockery over the years but he writes them so well and you know he, he really dives deep into the psychological scars that that haunt these characters supernatural lives i mean it's really really good it's three seasons you know it's got great actors in it as well you know crazy performances from josh hartnett who's seen that guy in forever rory keener uh just eva green eva green i mean it's it's amazing. If you haven't watched it, it's a great show. Um, again, not scary, but it's kind of got that that spooky aspect of it. Uh, what else do I got? Oh, I got to mention Stranger Things. I mean, it tapped that sweet spot between nostalgia and fear. It wasn't over the top scary, but it was a good. It's a good show, and I'm not just saying that as like a bandwagon fan. I am genuinely interested in it because it has the level of fear you know nostalgia it has the level of fear from when i was a kid watching those those crappy spooky movies it's set in a small indiana town i don't have to tell anybody this everyone's seen this show <laughs> but after the disappearance of a local kid sparks a series of supernatural happenings stranger things just it, i think it just feels familiar to me you know Unlike you know the massive intellectual property reboots that are all over TV, it has a it has its own original concept. You know, again, it it has not references, but it pays homage to a lot of those old movies. But it's new, and and it's a crowd pleaser. I mean, plus Ronald Ryder came back; she's making a scene. 
are coming back on the scene. I mean, come on. It's good. It's a good show. If you don't like it, I'd like to hear your thoughts on why. I know Murph enjoys it. I enjoy it. It goes on my spooky list. Let's see. Oh, this one's a straight up comedy. It's it's created by I can't even think about who it is. I should have did my research. See, Murph is the research guy. I guide the conversation. He drops the facts. I'm lacking. I need to pick up the slack on that side. But it's made from the creator of this great show from back in the day called Better Off Ted. It's a show that's on. It's a Netflix exclusive called Santa Clarita Diet. It is hilarious. It's so good to me that um, I wasn't a Drew Barrymore fan. Didn't like her at all. But this show made me a Drew Barrymore fan. It also stars Timothy Oliphant, which I love Timothy Oliphant. I know everyone does. He is a gem. It's a horror comedy. It's a, She turns into a zombie, and they pretty much just have to figure out how to live their lives as normal as possible. But in the meantime, all, with all that happening, you have this, again, I'm a big fan of the under underlying story, and they just have this developing rich history and, and this just background story that's developing without the characters even realizing it. It's so beautifully done. The sad and real tragic thing is that Netflix canceled it, after two seasons i think yeah after two seasons and it's not because it's bad there were a bunch of shows there was a show on netflix called friends from college that was great and i just got into it i watched all of it waiting on the next season just to find out it got canceled netflix breaking my heart they're not really you're not doing any fan service when you guys about to go in the ring with these big heavy hitters i don't know bring back our favorite shows man or my favorite shows. I don't, who knows if they're everyone's favorite shows. But who cares about everyone else? This is my list. <laughs> um, yeah, what else do I got? Uh, was that? How many was that? How many did I just do? I'm only doing five, y'all. Cla- Castle Rock. Uh, I did Lee, I did Penny Dreadful. Boom, boom. Stranger Things. And then I did Santa Clarita Diet. That's... That's four. Wow. That did that way faster than I thought I was going to. Oh, man. Uh, last on my list is uh, Black Mirror. That show just gives me the creeps, man. You can keep the ghost, keep the ghouls, keep the serial killers. There's nothing more terrifying than the mundane acts of evil that human beings inflict on each other. That's all it is. The addiction to technology, the, the just crappy human beings being crabbed to each other. This show, if, if I know Murph hasn't watched it, but every episode, it just feels so real and it's so plausible that it just, I mean, a lot of them are over the top and they're in the future, but it's not so far in the future. It just seems like, oh, that could happen. And that's just, ah, it makes my skin crawl. It makes me terrified. It, it really creeps me out. And I think things like that scare me more than Jason. Not I'm acting tough. Those movies are terrifying too. I'm a big scary cat. I, I'm not a fan of paying money to have my heart rate skyrocket. What's you know? What's the point? If you don't watch Black Mirror, you should just definitely just check it out. Just check a few episodes out. If you want to know some good ones, uh, then hit me up. I'll give you my favorite ones. And maybe we'll do a whole episode of Black Mirror whenever I can get. That's another episode me and uh, Tyler could probably do. I, I've, I know he's watched them. It's very bleak. Very uh, sad and disturbing. 
So, yeah, there's that. Those are my top five. I don't have Murph to bounce ideas off of, so deal with it, folks. Live, uncut, raw, solo episode. I love it. It's so awkward to do these. I'm just, like, staring into the abyss, talking. Um, yeah. That's, yeah, that's what I got. That's what I got. Now we're going to talk a little bit about a show. Not a show. Oh, my gosh. A show. I mean, it was a show. As a matter of fact, it was a show. It was a movie. Um, I didn't see the movies. If you saw the movies, you should let me know what you think. They it obviously had to be pretty good because they made a second one. Goosebumps was a series of children's horror fiction novels by American author R.L. Stein, published by Scholastic. The stories would follow child characters that find themselves in scary situations, usually involving monsters and other supernatural elements. It was from 92 to 97. I believe there were 62 books that were published under Goosebumps. And then they had various uh, spinoffs like Goosebumps, 2000, Give Yourself Goosebumps. Just a bunch of them. Uh, yeah, there was a TV show. That I, that I did enjoy. It was I think it was in the uh, in the nineties as well. And then, like I mentioned, there were two movies, and I think Jack Black played R.L. Stein, I believe. I don't know. I didn't see them at all. But it, I always remember it was very weird because it was a children's book, and it was uh, a horror book. And I remember reading some of them. I read a lot of them, and just being scared, <laughs> like. And it was one of the first books besides comic books. So I'd read comic books always. From when I could read, I was reading comic books. I had an uncle that was into them, and it's just kind of one of those things that interested me. As well as watching Saturday morning cartoons, and just just kind of all went together. But Goosebumps, I think, was my not you know the BS books that you read that you have to read. Goosebumps might have been the first book that I read on my own accord that picked up and I was like, I'm going to read this and actually engaged my imagination. And I was into it. I couldn't put it down. Uh, even though I don't like being scared. It's one of those things like, Oh, I gotta know what happens. I'm going to flip a few pages. And then you just, next thing you know, you're just reading it all. So it, I had to really think I had to go through and look at the list too, and just kind of see which ones I thought were the scariest, which ones actually made me, uh, Take me down memory lane. I can tell you right off the back that they had uh, Night of the Living Dummy. One, they had three of them. Those were terrifying. There's something about a ventriloquist dummy that are just that just creeps me out. They were in Toy Story Four. They had these dummies, and even in that movie, they just creeped me out, man. That's probably why the ventriloquist is one of my favorite Batman bad guys. That's most likely why. (laughs) So my favorite... Okay, my number two... Let's just say... Five through three is not a living dummy. One through three. Those are scary. They creep me out. Uh, Number two... Would be a book called... One Day at Horrorland. Horrorland? Not Horrorland. Because that would be a different book. Not for kids. (laughs) So, uh, 
basically what this book is about is the family gets lost on the way to a theme park when they stumble on uh, and settle on horror lands. All the rides are get increasingly dangerous and things. Uh, you find out that there's actually monsters running the park, in, park instead of like grown up adults. Creepy book. Think about basically think about what if Disneyland was trying to kill you? It's scary, right? It's a creepy book. I just remember, I just remember it being creepy, man. Being a kid and wanting to go to you know Disneyland type areas, and just being creeped out. Yeah. So that's that's four books right there. Night of Living Dummy. I don't have to tell you the storyline of all those. It has to do with dummies, and these dummies would like fuck with these kids, and then the kids would try to tell their parents, and the parents would think their kids were crazy. It was just a messed up thing, because you would think man if I told my parents this right now they would do the same thing they'd be like man you're crazy you know I gotta take you in to a padded room we're gonna leave you here for a little while we'll come visit you on the weekends that's what would happen sorry mom if you're listening I know you would. You really wouldn't do that you'd probably just ignore me <laughs> my favorite Goosebumps book of all time I probably have this book somewhere and I think I honestly think it's the first Goosebumps book it's Welcome to Dead House. If you, it's a purple book. I don't know. You guys have to have read it. I think it's the first one. What it's about. The Benson family moves into the town of Dark Falls. I'm from a town called Wichita Falls. Probably the same town. The house they moved into is where the town, town folks let the new additions move before they uh, trap them and drink all their blood. That's <laughs> exactly... Well, this is I can't make this up. This is what happens. Uh, there's also a scene where the Benson kids melt a ghost's face off down to the skull. Yeah, it's uh, it's about as intense as Goosebumps book gets. Goosebumps books get. That's gonna be it for me, folks. Uh, yeah, it was the best face melting Goosebumps book that I read. It was a great, great book. Scary, terrifying. They basically, uh, yeah, it starts out as a haunted house story and it ends up as an evil town story. So, yeah, it was terrifying. And I was a child when I read it. And your parents just let you read it because they're like, oh, it's a kid's book. Scholastic put it out. No one's dying except tons of people are dying. I don't know. We're circling the drain. Uh, I'm going to end up uh, wrapping this up. get back on track we, we got some things that we uh, wanted to lots and lots of things um but yeah first we got to get a solid uh posting schedule down which we i mean we've only last week was the only week that i didn't post on wednesday like we're supposed to so yeah just thanks for hanging out thanks for supporting us we hit like 400 uh, followers on the gram, which doesn't sound like a lot, but for us just be some nerds that talk about comic books and, you know, TV shows that we watched when we were kids, that's quite a bit. So I appreciate all the love, all the support. Thank you guys so much. Um, I'm going to keep on talking about nerdy stuff. And if you guys want to show up, hit me up again. There's, if you go on anchor, there's always an option to leave a question. We'll always answer it. We have a backlog right now, but we've also been waiting on Murph. 
So hit him up, make him feel bad about it. Um, what else? I had some people recently online ask me if I played any, you know, mobile kind of superhero games, and I will say that I have tried all of them: Future Fight, Strike Force, Contest of Champions, and uh, they asked me to stream some of them. So whereas I edit the podcast, post the podcast, run the Instagram and the Twitter, and and a few other things for the podcast Murph's baby was streaming on Twitch and that baby may currently be in the NICU but hopefully Murph's gonna return triumphantly and bring that baby back to life so I'm not gonna step on that at all I want him to kind of uh to build that up but I will say that I am thinking about streaming some of those mobile games on Mixer it's it's, it's another streaming platform and then maybe, yeah, let's just say I'm going to do it on Mondays. So we'll do like a mobile mixer Monday. I may, you know, stream them a few times during the week, but we'll do that on Mondays. So if you're on Mixer, jump on there. If you're not on Mixer, just sign up and come and hang out with us on Mondays. Don't know a set time yet. I will keep you guys posted on Twitter. Uh, I've met a lot of great people on YouTube these past few weeks that have kind of encouraging me to to uh move me and more stuff over there a little bit so we are talking about that uh, it's very early so i'm not even going to try to pitch you on a youtube thing i think we have like 20 fault subscribers on there not even worried about it yet i might change my tune after a week of uh planning but yeah not not there yet and that's all i mean that's as far as updates with us that's all i got uh, again, I appreciate everyone's support. It's been great. I can't wait to get back to actually editing these because I've listened to them every time afterwards. And yikes, these solo rounds have been these solo uncut rounds. Let me be very clear on that. They're uncut, uh, have been rough to listen to. So I appreciate you. If you listen to this whole thing, man, we got some shirts coming out. I, I get them in this week. So if you're listening and you want a shirt, hit me up. I got a few mailing out um, that that I have addresses for. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to mail them out. So hit me up if you want one. Hit Murph up if you want one. And uh, we'll get those going. We're going to have a lot more stuff coming out. Stickers, pins, things like that. But uh, that's that's a little further down the line. But I mean weeks. Maybe January. We're going to just dump a whole bunch of crap on you guys. I don't know. I'm definitely circling the drain right now. Next week's episode, I have no idea what we're going to talk about. If it's not Murph, I'm going to have a guest on, so I'm not bumbling. And, um, yeah, but Murph's not going anywhere, guys. I don't want anyone to think that I'm trying to get rid of Murph or Murph quit. Honestly, he had a really, really busy work schedule, and today he doesn't have any power. So, yeah, he's still here. He's still kicking. We just got to get back on the same page. So that's enough drain circling. I will see you guys next week. Hey guys, I wanted to take another quick second and say thank you for stopping by and listening to me and Murph's nonsense. If you really want to support the podcast, take a screenshot of this episode right now and post it on your story. Tag us and we'll repost it. See you guys next week.